0: I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and today we have a working from home episode of Fifth Emission. I'm coming to you from my home office and specifically inside a blanket fort that I made to hide any external sounds. Mallory Minch is joining me, and I'm sure she has a similar arrangement at her house. We are just two of the hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of Americans who are working from home for the foreseeable future. For the first time in probably 155 years, The Chronicle's newsroom is shuttered. But thanks to technology, we still have 200 journalists bringing you the latest news. Mallory recently wrote about working from home during the age of the coronavirus. And Mallory, I wanted to ask you about that. You spoke to a number of people. What specific issues were they facing in working from home?
1: Yes, I'm also joining you from working from home today. I spoke with a number of people who are also working from home around the Bay Area earlier this week. Um, Many people, it's really a mix of good and bad. Some people actually found that they get more work done at home, um, but that's mostly for people who do live alone, maybe have a better setup. It helps if you already have a desk or a nice, quiet place to work. It gets a lot more challenging if you, say, your roommates are working from home, which is a high likelihood, especially if you're crammed into a small apartment in San Francisco right now with everyone working from home, kind of jostling for workspaces. Or I talked with one woman who has said, you know, my husband sometimes works from home, but I'm kicking him out of the office because I have more video calls. So she's taken over the office for now. Um, It will become a lot more challenging if more schools get sent home. I believe as we're talking now, the San Francisco School Board is debating what they're going to do about all of the schools um, as um, more cases are being discovered. Um, That will be far more challenging for people if they have, have kids home and are trying to get work done
0: as well. That is so true. I mean, I, there's no way I could be in this blanket fort of mine by myself if my if my son was home. Um, you know, how many of the people that you spoke to do this on a regular basis and, and how many of them were trying it for the first time? Was it pretty evenly split or was this a new thing for a lot of people?
1: I tried to speak to people who had a variety of experiences, actually. So some of the people I spoke with who worked for uh, larger companies like Google or Facebook had some more flexible schedules. So they said, you know, I do this maybe once every couple weeks. Um, and, but it's different when you realize you're going to be doing it every day. So some people said, you know, I don't have, you know, if I'm a programmer, I don't have all my monitors, um, at home. So I might try and do other things if I'm working from home, but they can't put that on hold for the indefinite foreseeable future. Um, others said, you know, I'm going, they did actually already invest, say in a monitor or a desk or a cheap office chair, because they realized that after one day from working from home, they're standing at the kitchen counter, they're sitting at the table, they're on the couch. They're lying on their bed because there's it's not comfortable to work like that, and they are m- missing their office chairs and office desks. So when we're really setting up for, really not sure how long this will be. Some people are considering how to make more of those changes.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think this also exposes really a a problem we have in the Bay Area with the growing inequality between service workers and office workers. Um, What options are there for people who have more customer-facing jobs in a service industry?
1: That's definitely a challenge. And you know I did speak with some of the people who I interviewed that this is a privilege for people who are, are able to work from home and do their um, work remotely. Um, I know that some of the tech companies are trying to tackle those inequalities, say for service workers or for contractors who work for those companies. So some of the unions have been advocating and some companies have pledged, we are still going to pay some of those service workers, say, those who are in the cafeterias that are completely emptied out now. And they, they can't continue to do that work remotely or from home, but they have acknowledged that we need to still continue supporting these workers. Um, but that's not an option for everyone who's just still going to get paid, even if they're not able to come to work. And we're seeing such a devastating economic impact in the city and around the Bay Area as people, uh, restaurants are closing temporarily, people are losing business or hours or tips or wages. Um, and that is really challenging. And, and And frankly, it's hard to know that these companies can do anything about that right now.
0: So what's the logic of all of us working from home? Like, why is this a good idea or is this just absolutely crazy? Because I'm feeling kind of crazy right now with my setup. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
1: Sure. Well, the... Health departments and experts have recommended that we encourage to practice uh, containment. And so trying to contain the virus and social distancing. So staying away from especially large large crowds of people, those have already been banned um, in San Francisco and I believe also in Oakland, um, in other counties in the South Bay. Uh, so large gatherings have been stopped um, and county officials are even encouraging people to just maintain literally a physical distance between one another. Um, because we are just simply trying to control some of the spread. You know, the virus is spreading, um, but uh, there's a lot of talk of just being able to limit it as much as possible as we can now, um, especially if more people do get it and they, uh, those especially who are vulnerable, say they're older or they have medical c- conditions, they may need to be hospitalized. Uh, so we want to make sure that uh, we don't overwhelm hospitals. So really just trying to limit exposure and trying to limit the spread as much as possible uh, is the goal here. So some of these companies, I mean, Apple has Forty five thousand workers around the Bay Area. Their offices alone are really mass gatherings of people. So they uh, kind of took the lead on encouraging people to work from home. In some cases, mandating it, and many other people and companies are just doing the same um, to try and do what they can to limit the spread of the virus.
0: So I'm I'm it's it's um, maybe hour three of us working from home uh, for real. We tried it. We tried it on Friday, of course, but I'm already going stir crazy. What are the tips that you ran across that make working from home um, more enjoyable?
1: For sure. Well, I spoke to some people who are very experienced in doing this or some expert tips. Um, Some of them, well, I guess I'll speak to maybe what is just helps you survive and then maybe what can make it more enjoyable too. But um, to survive, people really just said, Maintain a normal routine. I heard that over and over again. So get dressed, don't wear your sweatpants, don't do a video call like without your pants on. Like, make sure, like, feel as though there's something that sets your mind. Okay, I'm working now. These are my work hours. uh, So you make sure that you don't overwork or uh, bleed into your personal life, which is hard to do. If at all possible, like I said, it can be challenging for people who live with others. But if there's some way you can set up a little table or a desk or something to say, this is my workspace. That's helpful. Um, There were some tips for technology as well. Obviously, to work remotely, we are all depending on technology, so making sure that you have reliable hardware or any kind of backup that you need with the necessary applications for video calling and conferencing. Um, and some, there were some issues of sort of cybersecurity as well, or making sure that say your home internet network is secure. So, you know, if you can avoid, if you have a work device, you know, avoid using it for personal reasons or your personal device for work reasons. Um, and there was a lot of tips as well about just how to communicate with your colleagues. Um, so, Sort of over communicating, you know, messaging, calling. Um, If you use Slack, which a lot of us do, you can set your status to uh, what you're doing right now. That was your tip, which I found super helpful. And um, and then just staying healthy and sane as well. So taking time to get outside if you can. Um, interacting with other humans, communicating with them, trying not to touch them excessively because we're trying to practice social distancing, um, and making sure that you eat well, but like you said, may try not to overeat or uh, visit the kitchen too much.
0: Oh my gosh, that's going to be so hard. And so <laughs> I have to say, so is, is getting dressed like I would to go into the office. <laughs> I'm sure. not going to lie. I'm wearing yoga pants and my fifth and mission T-shirt. So
1: Well, I am (laughs) also wearing comfortable clothes, but I think the point is, you know, don't wear your, maybe not sweatpants or your sleep clothes. Just something that lets you know, okay, I'm getting dressed, sort of ready for the day. Yeah, I'm going to wear more comfortable clothes too than what I might wear to the office. Um, But just something that tells your mind, hey, I'm working. I'm not, you know, I am at home, but this is the time for work um, and I'm getting ready for it.
0: You're, the story you wrote also, I thought, had a lot of really good points on ergonomics because so many mm-hmm. of us spend so much time behind a keyboard that's maybe not, you know, at, at work we, we set it up because we know it's really important to have a great situation. At home, we don't necessarily do that. So how do you know if you have good ergonomics and aren't going to have some wrist, Ill, you know, wrist injuries or anything like that?
1: Well, that is challenging and maybe hard to do, especially if you don't have the right equipment, um, but I I think in general the way we set up at uh, workstations uh, in offices are you might have a monitor so something that's on your eye level so you're not craning down at a laptop all the time um, you know I don't have a monitor at home I imagine most people don't or aren't gonna go out and buy that right now um, but maybe consider if you could prop up your laptop so you're not craning down over it um, making sure that you have a good chair with support I also don't really have that but you know maybe trying to I'm sitting on a small chair right right now, but I have a cushion and a blanket, so it's a little more comfortable. Um, And probably much as you would do at work, you know, taking time to sit, to stand, um, you know, to move around um, and stretch just so you're getting the
0: blood flowing. Oh, that's a real, I, I was really shocked by how many people didn't have monitors at home, but I guess that's a thing that we're just so mobile now that it's not something that a lot of people have. I'm speaking with reporter Mallory Mensch about working from home, both personally and for others in the same situation. We'll be right back after this. Mallory, one of the things that I know is being debated in Washington is the issue of sick leave and people who maybe don't have the option that we do of doing most of our work from home. Um, Sick leave is going to become really important. Not everybody has it. Where are we with that debate?
1: Uh, I believe as of this morning, like you said, the federal government is debating that they're um, pushing to pass an em- emergency funding and which could possibly include that, um, you know, San Francisco as a city has some um, more progressive paid sick leave policies. Um, but it, it still is a challenge and it may push companies to make changes in the meantime. I believe Trader Joe's has been uh, has expanded its paid sick leave policy for employees, um, which is great for them and also great for the public, because one thing that people are still doing is going to grocery stores and getting food. And so you want to make sure that those employees, those workers there are safe and healthy and whatever they're interacting with that will go to the public is, is also safe.
0: You know, I, I, one thing I've heard from a lot of people is I don't really like working at home because everything takes longer. Do you find that it takes longer to get stuff done? And, and did you hear that from people?
1: Actually, I think from my personal experience and what I heard from others, I might have heard the opposite, actually. Um, I find that I can be more productive in some sometimes working from home if no one is around. Um, And I think I heard others, especially people who live alone, saying that as well. Um, So I think it probably just depends on all on your environment um, and on the setup that you have and the focus that you have while at home.
0: Do you think that this is going to have some long-term implications for how we work in the future? Because, I mean, it it seems very obvious that many, many companies are trying this on a on a global scale, even in San Francisco and around the country. Is this going to become a bigger trend, particularly in really expensive areas like San Francisco, where office rent is not cheap? So if you can reduce your floor plan and the number of people you have coming into an office, that might actually save you money.
1: That's something that I'm really curious about. And I think it's definitely a possibility, but really only time will tell. Obviously, no one knows uh, what is going to happen in the near or the long-term future right now. So we don't know how long this Uh, recommended or mandatory work from home for a lot of people will be. I did ask people that I interviewed about that. Um, I did interview a Facebook employee who is also working from home, but also her work is to develop uh, remote work tools um, using virtual reality. So she believes that this is the future, um, that especially because of high housing costs and congested traffic in Silicon Valley, that this is something that needs to be encouraged more. And this really is the future. Um, So she was, uh, you know, she she still had her own challenges in working from home full time. She was setting up a routine for herself, but she was also excited to try out these tools that she thinks will help people in the future. Um, But not everyone felt that way. I did talk with someone who uh, usually works from home about half the time and said he even despite the coronavirus, he still wants to go into the office a couple of days because he valued that social interaction so much. He works in consulting and he said, you know, I could just call someone, but it's so much more meaningful if I meet them in person. Um, and he also felt that Uh, The work from home, he did point out that it is a privilege for some people and it's just not a reality for everyone. So we need to take that into consideration before we make sweeping um, jumps to conclusion that this is the future for everyone.
0: I I also want to ask you this. This may seem silly, but I want to ask you about lunch. It's almost lunchtime here. So maybe I'm just getting hungry. But should I go down? I know my neighborhood um, lunch establishments are going to be hurting because everybody is sort of holding up and waiting for the worst of this pandemic to pass. Is it a good idea if I'm working from home to go down and get some fresh air and go to a local business?
1: I think it's definitely a good idea to get some fresh air. I think, you know, what what you want to do and how much you want to interact with people is really a personal choice. Um, the only sort of advice from an expert that I can offer is, you know, speaking with some county health officials um, when they were talking about people, even those who were under quarantine, say, who had traveled to a country like China, which has a high amount of cases, and now they were trying to stay at home. You know, if the person didn't have symptoms, you know, they said, you you should be limit your interactions but we're not going to, you know, lock people inside their houses. You know, if you need to go out or if you, yeah, if you really need lunch or you really want lunch or really want to support your business, um, you know, he was saying that we don't want to make it difficult for people to carry on with their normal life. Um, So I'll leave that one up to uh, you and to our listeners to decide what you want to do. You know, in general, avoid large crowds and really, you know, be responsible not only for yourself, but especially for people uh, like those who are older who may be more vulnerable um, to this disease.
0: I loved in your story where um, there were two workers, uh, three workers who were working from home and they, they normally have lunch together and they decided to Do it over a web call in the same way. Why did they decide to do that?
1: I think that they're trying to encourage and preserve those social interactions that we have when we go out. I think we one of the repercussions we might see, and and I want to report on, is whether people are lonely (laughs) while they're working from home or not having social interactions or even physical touch with other people. Um, you know, this is a big sort of impact on society. So those people, they just wanted to try to encourage some of those social interactions that they would normally have at the office even while they're working at home.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I know there are people in our office and I I call them uh, the walkabouts and they'll get up at certain times of the day and just go around and talk Mm -hmm. to people. And that's hard to do when you're only on Slack. So the last question I have, and I think this is the most important one for people who are working from home for the next couple of days or weeks. And that is the issue about when you stop working. What did you hear from people about that?
1: Well, I definitely heard from people that you definitely should set a schedule for yourself to stop working. Uh, I think in general, if you keep the regular work hours that you would, um, so it, you do cut out commute time by uh, working from home, which is a perk if you have a long commute, um, but trying to say, okay, you know, these are my regular hours. I might normally get to the office at 8.30, so I'm going to stop work at 5. Um, and the woman that I mentioned who works for Facebook, she said that she has a lot of calls and once she up those calls around, say, 5, 530. Then she gives herself, say, maybe another half an hour to just wrap things up, take notes, you know, make sure she's uh, responded to any outstanding emails. And then she said she closes her laptop and she announces to her family, I'm finished working, and they are going to hold her accountable. So – You know, if whatever you can do to set aside your work device or move away from that little area that you've created for yourself or say to someone else, hey, I'm not going to work anymore, that may help uh, to hold you to work hours because everyone should definitely uh, take care of themselves and um, especially during this time.
0: I think that's a great piece of advice, um, except it's very hard to do that if you're a journalist and it's covering true. a global <laughs> pandemic. These are the times when we work the most. But I do hope at some point today you step away from your cushioned chair and your laptop and your microphone. Thanks so much for joining me, Mallory.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: I'd like to thank Mallory Mensch for being with me today. I'd like to thank King Kaufman for producing this from his home studio. And thanks all of you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com/pod.